<laughs> How's it going, Faith Promise? It's great to have you this weekend. You picked absolutely, I think, the greatest weekend in the 20-year history of our church. We're going to take some of the largest leaps of faith. It is going to be an unbelievable weekend. But before diving the Word, this weekend, as many of you know, is Fusion. About 800 students and leaders, they were here. They were at Pellissippi on Friday night. It was unbelievable. And at every campus, we have host homes and students and so I don't know how many have been saved or will be saved through, uh, by the time the weekend is over, but Pastor Zach, the whole team, all of our student pastors at every campus have done a great job, and it's going to be an explosive, tremendous weekend. We are, if you're new, hadn't been around long, we are wholly committed to the next generation. Amen, Amen Faith Promise Church. Are we committed? Come on. So... God, we just prayed this weekend for fusion. As students are out uh, this weekend, we pray that you will move in glory and power, that kids will be uh, saved, they'll be filled with the Spirit, they'll be called to the mission field. They will make decisions like Daniel, that they simply will not uh, defile themselves, that they will walk in a holy manner, pleasing unto you, God. And so, Lord, Lord, just deal with them in power. Be with all of the host homes and the volunteers. And God, so grateful for all you're doing. Just bless them this weekend in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Now, by the way, pray for our Campbell County campus. They are uh, still, they, uh, last, a week ago, they were sort of punted out of their building due to structural issues. Uh, they were in Jacksboro Middle School last week. They will this week. And so we're trying to figure out what are we going to do, what's happening uh, but, man, we're just excited. That is a committed bunch of people with Chad and the team and Travis and Brandy. They're doing a great job. We're just so excited about what is going on. So God's just doing a work. It is it's unbelievable, and we're so grateful. Before we dive into the Word, I want to I, I do just a little interview with someone that most of you know. Uh, you've seen before you've met. He's very popular around this part of the country, and so... Uh, would you guys help me welcome Bill? Come on, let's get Bill a faith promise. Welcome. Come on, I, I Bill. Wanna, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I'm, I'm scared. I don't, I'm not, I'm not okay, going okay, out. Okay, listen, Bill's a little shy. Actually, Bill's afraid. So we're not going to clap. We're just going to sort of wave at him and smile. Bill, it's okay. Bill, Bill, come on out. It's going it's okay, to be all right. I'm going come now. on. Okay. Come on out, Bill. I'm going, oh. It's okay. Shh, it's easy. There's a lot of people out here. Shh. Okay. Oh, boy. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be okay. There with Bill. Come on, it's all right. Okay. Come on, it's okay. It's great to... Thank, th th thanks for having me, Pastor. Great to have you. No sudden moves, please. Thank you. No thank uh, you flash photography. Uh, Bill's a little... He's a little, he's a a little shy. People. And so... Uh, oh. uh, it's not working. Bill, we... Uh, Thank Bill, you, thank we, you. Okay. we'd love to get a little insight into you. Could you, could you give us a little wisdom? Could you give us some insight? Uh, what do you mean? Well, in our culture, people have, they've just gone crazy about you. And man, I mean. What? Did you hear something? No, no, Are, Bill, are they here? Are they coming? No, Bill, <laughs> Bill, no, Bill, Bill, no, 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 Bill. Come on. It's okay. It's okay. No, no, no. You're safe. Is he safe? Okay. Come on, come on, Bill. It's okay. okay. It's okay. All right. It's okay. It's, I understand. I understand. So I'm, we're just wondering why this people in this culture, it's, you know, it's okay. You're, you're fine. 
Okay. Shh. You know, Pastor. Breathe. There we go. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Okay. You're what now? Okay. Why do people go crazy about you? You know, I don't totally understand the craziness that people get to have me. People turn into monsters. Monsters? Literally. No. I mean, it's all just stuff. Yeah. You know, stuff. I know. There's, there's no reason to go insane, to it's, chase me, I, to find me, to... It's a, it's a, oh, no, Bill. Bill, 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 Bill. Still okay. It's okay. Shh. Here, here's the Kleenex. It's all right. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Here, it's, it's okay. There we go. There we go. Mm. Oh, that is gross city. Thank you. Now, you know, money's a, and you know, you're an emotional guy, and this is this is really an emotional topic, and and we don't want to cause you any pain. So, could you sort of leave us with a word? I mean, could you give us a, just leave us with a word about you? This suit isn't bathroom proof. I don't I don't understand. You don't want to know. Oh, oh. Well, it's been good to have Bill. Tell him, give it. Yeah, it's okay. It's all right. right. Bill, Bill, it's okay. Mm. Now, I want you to think about something. We spend our entire lives chasing Bill. Don't we? We spend our entire lives. Now, I understand there is some poor part of that that we have to do. The Bible says if you don't work, you shouldn't eat. So there's a, there's a deal. There's, there's a part of that that I understand. But, but it is such a, it, it's such a big deal, and it's an emotional topic. I was stopped last week in one of our core attenders, and this is what he said. Took me, actually took me by surprise. He said, Pastor, you know, you're talking about money. And he said, money is so personal. Let me tell you how personal this topic is. He said, it's easier to ask somebody to have sex than it is to ask them how much money they have, how much money they give, or how much debt they have. And I thought, holy cow, that's where we are. That's the reason that when we talk about money, if people get so funky about it, it is, it is such a tough topic, but, and it, it's just so personal. And, and I want you to know, uh, from the bottom of my heart as your pastor, we pray for you daily that you will have radical financial freedom. That's why we're doing this series. That's why we're offering the classes so that you can learn to manage, biblically manage your money and all that kind of stuff. And so we, we want so much for you. We want you to walk in that freedom. Now, uh, before we tackle this, really, this tough topic, I mean, it, it is brutal. Let me tell you as your pastor what I believe about you. Is that okay? Every campus. We just welcome all of our campuses. Man, we're stoked to have all of our campuses again. And then Fusion, it, it's awesome. But, but I believe that all of us want to honor and obey God. Is that right? Is that right? I, do y'all believe? We, we do as a church. We want to honor and obey God. And this is what I believe. I believe that we're going to have the greatest breakthrough spiritually that we have ever had in the history of the church this weekend. And you'll see why in a minute, but I really believe that. So let's talk about the tithe. Now, we've, this is our third message in the series First weekend was about, about just the biblical aspect of money. Second week was how to get out of debt. Third weekend, let's talk about generosity. Let's talk about the tithe. Now, would you guys agree, most of, most of us this weekend will have what, literally a record attendance this weekend. 
And, and I believe this. I, I, I believe that most of us already would agree everyone should tithe. Would you all agree with that? So this is the deal. We all believe it, but we don't all do it, right? Is that right? So let me tell you what tithing is. Tithing is giving to God, giving back to God the first 10% of all of your income. In an agrarian society, it was the first of your flocks and the first of your fruit. And so it is because if you're born again, he owns you lock, stock, and barrel, tax, title, and license, right? If you're born again, you rescinded all your rights. You gave, your, you gave him everything. So he owns all of you, right? He doesn't own 10% of your money. It's all his, right? And so tithing is giving back to God 10% of your income, gross off the top. You say, what about gross or net? Do you want a gross blessing or a net blessing? I want a gross blessing. See, this is the deal. He said, give your, bring your first to him. I can't, we can't help when Uncle Sam takes. So if you make $10 an hour and Uncle Sam takes $2, and so you, know, you make, make $100 and Uncle Sam takes $20, you still made $100. What we want to say is I only made 80 No, you made 100 and Uncle Sam took part of that. We can't help that. You made 100 so we give God right off the top. The first recorded tithe, the first recorded offering in the Bible goes all the way back to the beginning of Genesis with Cain and Abel. You can read about it in the first few chapters of Genesis. And they, these two brothers, Adam and Eve's sons, they bring their offering. Abel brings the first part of his flock, the firstling, the Bible says. And Cain brought the last part of the harvest. It wasn't the first harvest. You know, there's a second and third cutting depending on what the, whatever the food is. And so Abel brought to God the first part of his, the, the first harvest or the first of the produce of his flocks before he knew how many before all that he brought God the first part right which part did he bring God the first part Cain brought God the last part he waited to see all that he was going to harvest how much he was going to have and then he brought to God I used to think the reason that God accepted Abel's offering and rejected Cain's was because Abel brought a blood sacrifice and Cain brought a food sacrifice. That's what I believe. Until I started studying the book of Leviticus and you see all the food that God tells them to bring. All the grain offerings and the harvest offerings and the first fruits offering. I said, okay, well, that's not the reason. Then the more I deeply that I delved into what Cain did, Cain brought the last part. So we see it right there in the first family in the Bible, that they bring it to God. Then we see long before the law was ever given, Abraham tied to Melchizedek, who was a precursor of Christ, Isaac tied, and Jacob tied. Jacob said, Lord, if you'll bless me, bring me back home, I'll give you 10% of everything I have. Then we roll into Moses hundreds and hundreds of years later, and God gives the law through Moses. In Leviticus chapter 27, verse 30, we see this. Thus all, what part? All of the tithe of the land, of the seed of the land, or of the fruit of the tree is whose? It is holy. Now the word holy means set apart. Not for common use. It is holy if it is God. There is secular and there is sacred. It is holy to the Lord. So when you hold back God's 10%, you are taking that which is holy, which is set apart for God. Does that make sense? Whether it's money or whether it was animals or whether it was the first part. 
And so then we go hundreds and hundreds of verses all the way through the Old Testament. We roll all the way into the New Testament, and Jesus deals with it in Matthew 23, 23. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Because, listen, tithing was basic. It just was basic. And he said, you tithe the mint and dill and cumin, which are these little bitty you know, seasonings on the table, you tied 10% of that and have neglected the weightier provisions of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. But these things are the things that you should have done without neglecting the others. You should tithe and you should also be concerned with justice and mercy and faithfulness. He said, hey guys, tithing is down here. Justice and mercy and faithfulness is up here. You guys are taking care of the bottom row, but there's another whole level of spiritual life that you guys are missing. Jesus said, listen, you should tithe. So when someone says tithing is Old Testament, Matthew 23, 23, Jesus said, you should tithe. That is all the way through the Bible. Now remember that money is the number one competitor for your heart, your attention, and your affection. Do y'all believe that? So I, want, I really want you to think with me because I want you to get this. I want, I want you to understand this. I'm, I've really been thinking about doing a series on the marks of covenant people. We're in a covenant relationship with God, right? There's no covenant. There's a new covenant that Jesus fulfilled with his blood on the cross. And so there, there's this covenant. And in the covenant, covenantal people, there are marks. Let me tell you two marks that are huge that are all the way through the Bible. One is Sabbath and the other is tithing, right? Those are huge. Let me tell you why those are huge. One, tithing and Sabbath honors God. Would y'all, would y'all agree with that? The Sabbath day is holy and the tithe is holy. They're to be set apart from the Lord. Not only, though, are they holy, but you want to talk about building your faith. You are, it's radical in building your faith with the Sabbath and the tithing. Let me tell you why. Any of you guys ever been on a farm? Okay, when it's planting time, is it work? When it's harvest time, is it work? You're on a deadline. You've got to get the ripe crops out of the field before it rains, right? And so you're in the middle of harvest, and you've got to get it done. And God says, hey, chill out tomorrow. Don't do a thing. Whoa, wait a minute, God. We got to get the, hey, we've got to get the crops out of the field. No. You need to rest and worship. See, that's why we, see, see, a Sabbath shows great faith in God because when you've got all this stuff to do, you know what you say? Time out. It's God's day. I'm not working today. I'm chilling today. I'm laying back today. Time out. Are y'all with me? Does this make sense? Time out. And it's, it's difficult in a corporate America, but imagine in an agrarian day. Because if you've ever been around the farms, they got big combines now, right? You know what those combines have? Big honking headlights. They're out there at four in the morning running those combines. They run them till midnight, go home, take a shower, rest a couple hours, and they're back out in the field, right? So I have friends that are farmers. Man, you got to get it, you got to get it, you got to get it. God says, chill out. Now, let's roll over to tithing. You get paid or you bring your crops in and you wonder, am I going to have what? enough. And you say, without knowing that you're going to have enough, you say, okay, I've got, I've got 
I've got this $10 and $1 is holy. But I don't know if $10 will be enough. Are you, are you there? And so I'm going to take, before I pay a bill or do anything, I'm going to set apart God's holy part. Well, stopping working when you need to work and giving your money when you're not sure, will that build your faith? Excuse me? Absolutely. See, tithing is giving God the first part. Proverbs 3, 9, and 10 says this. Honor. Anybody want to honor God? Honor the Lord from your wealth and from the what? First. It's holy. It's set apart for him. Of all of your produce, so that your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. So we, God says, you give me my part first, are you with me? And then I'll take care of all of your needs. And we say, well, I'm going to keep all that I have, and if I have enough, then I'll give God some. Is that what we do? Somebody help me. Now, we all agree, basically, that we ought to tithe. Do we agree on that? But we would also agree that 80% of our body doesn't. Okay, we'd agree with that too. Okay. Two reasons why I believe that we don't tithe. Two reasons. Number one is a lack of faith. If I give, I won't have enough. Would you agree with me that that is a lack of faith? When God said, give me my part first and then I'll take care of you, and you say, if I give the first part, I don't know that he'll take care of me, is that a lack of faith? See, let, let, me, let me just give you this thought. One of the best ways to grow your faith is to tithe. Now, we know that money is the number one competitor for our hearts, right? Right? So putting God first over your money is a way to teach your heart that Jesus is Lord. No question. Listen, there are two ways that God has grown my faith. Two ways. Number one is by the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word, right? The second greatest way God has grown my faith is through my giving. The day that I got saved, I made a bedrock decision that to the mess of my ability, through the power of the Holy Spirit, I would obey the Word of God. Anybody with me? I'm going to do what God says. It's, it's a deal. I'm going to do what God says. Okay? Now, I got saved in a day when the, when the culture knew more Bible than we know today. So I get saved at 22. I'm not a church goer, but you know what I already knew? I already knew you should tithe. So first week, I wrote a check. My first week, get saved. First week, I wrote a check. And, and, and so, again, God said, give me the first part. And for the next 15 years, through my early ministry, through college, through getting married, through having three kids, I was dirt poor. Anybody, can anybody understand that? But all of those years of being dirt poor, God got the first part. Which part? First. Which part? First. The first part. And what God did is always, always provided everything I needed. And you know what I learned? That I could trust God. I learned that I could trust him. If you never need him, you will never know that he'll come through. My family loves to go on cruises. It's a floating hog trough. We love it. And every now and then, they drop all the lifeboats. And you know what they do? They test them. See, your faith needs to be tested. Would you agree with that? An untested faith is an unproven faith. 
And so, I, and so God grew my faith by every time there was a need. When I wasn't making any money or I was part-time ministry and laying carpet and Michelle was having kids and there was groceries in the back seat or God just provided, I learned early that if I would give God his first part, he would take care of all of my part. Would you all agree with that? Man, see, we would all agree with that, but 80% of us don't do that. And the deal is, it's a lack of faith. Is that okay? It's, it, and, and I just want to help you. Oh, no, he just wants more money. You know, I don't get a bigger salary if you give more money. You do realize that. I haven't taken a raise in years. Years. It's not about me. This is about you. So don't look up here and say it's about him. It's about you. Amen? It's about the person in your chair. got nothing to do with me. It's got to do with you, and will you obey God? So let me give you this. Now, I'm not a very good mathematician. I'm terrible, actually, but I got the tithe down. And so if you want to know what your tithe is, you just tell me what you make, I know it. <laughs> I'm your pastor. I'm here to help you. So like the government. So this is the deal. The average Knox County... Now, we have campuses in other counties, and it fluctuates a little. The average household income in Knox County is $48,000. You multiply your annual income by 0.1, and you will equal $4,800. See how that works? Man, I'm good. That's $400 a month giving God the first part, right? Now, let me tell you what my family does. We give online because it's the easiest way to give. It's easier for our staff. It's easier for you. You can always access it. It's easier for tax. It's easy. We have a very, very small staff that will oversee $9 million this year because most of you give online. It's just recurring. Set it up. Because you know, used to, if we had a snow day, people thought God was giving them a tithe break. <laughs> Amen? Come on, be real. I know what you, come on, some of y'all were thinking, oh, man, we can't make it so sad. God, we'll catch you next time. <laughs> and so, and so this is the deal. Give online. Now, let's just take a look. If you make $5,000, what's the tithe? Oh, man, if you make $20,000, what's the tithe? If you make $30,000, what's the tithe? If you make $100,000, what's the tithe? Oh, y'all got it. See, I thought maybe you didn't know. Now we know. Amen? And which part does God get? First part, because this is the deal. If you wait and pay all your bills and say, I'll catch God at the end, the devil will make sure you never have a dime to give God. He will make sure you never have a dime. He will make sure you've got enough bills, enough car trouble, enough issues. When you put God last, the devil will make sure God is left out. Does that make sense? That's why it never works out. You say, you know, I want to give God money, but I pay my bills. There's nothing left over. First part. It's amazing to me. When you put God last, there's never enough. You put God first, there's enough. Doesn't work out. Don't get it, but it does. Now, students, all of our campuses, Fusion Weekend, odd message for a Fusion Weekend. But Fusion was changed, and so, man, I think God worked this out. Because we have about uh, probably 1,200 middle schoolers and high schools at high schoolers, all of our campuses. Listen, students, if you'll make this commitment now, you will root out greed in your heart, and it will be far easier if you're in eighth grade than if you're 35 years old and start. 
If you're eighth grader and you get an allowance and you give 10%, that's easy. Then you start mowing yards and you give 10%, that's easy. You start babysitting and you get 10%, that's easy. You get saved at 40 years of age and you're making $65,000 a year and the tithe is $6,500 a year and you're already living beyond what you make, that's hard. That's hard. You've got to alter your lifestyle to obey God. And most people in church this weekend, not just our church, but every church, are unwilling to, to change their lifestyle so that they can be obedient financially. We wonder why the church is weak as, as weak as water in America today. We wonder why the culture is beating our doors down and winning the battle. Because, man, listen, we put God last. Does this make sense? No guilt. Listen, no guilt, no guilt, no guilt. But if you will put God first financially, you will let your heart and your flesh know that Jesus is Lord and not money. You will let your flesh know that you serve God and money serves you. That you serve God and money serves you. The money is your slave and money serves you while you serve God. Amen? That's That's what we do. Now listen, some of you are playing the ignorant card. You're saying, well, you know, my husband does the bills. I don't know if we tithe or not. Well, my wife does the bills. I just don't know. (laughs) You know what you're going to have for lunch? You know where you're going on vacation? If it's important, you know it. You're playing the willful, ignorant card. You don't want to know because you know you're not. And you'd rather say, well, God, I didn't know. Are you with me? So number one is is a lack of faith. Would we all agree with that? Number two. I tell you, I love you a lot, tons. Okay, number one's lack of faith. Number two is fear. And you can say, well, they're the same thing. And they very well could be. I don't tithe because if I tithe, I won't have enough. It's a lack of faith. It's also fear, right? I believe it's the biggest issue this weekend at Faith Promise Church. I think the biggest issue is we're afraid. We're afraid. I'll lose my house, my car. I'll lose. I'm not sure that God will come through. And yet, God says in Malachi 3.10, bring the what? Part of the tithe? All of the tithe. See, some of you give 1% or 2%. God said, bring the whole tithe into the what? Now listen, well, I give 5% to faith promise, and I give 5% somewhere else. Wrong. When I support missions, you support the house first. Are you with me? The house first. Bring all the tithe into the storehouse. Give 10%, then you want it. We, we do missions here. When you give your 10%, we do missions. When you give your 10%, we take care of the poor. When you give your 10%, we're doing some widows and orphans stuff. That doesn't mean you don't need to do some stuff yourself, but we are. Bring it into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house and test the one verse in the whole Bible, the last message in the Old Testament, test me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of what? And pour out a blessing for you until it what? That's us. See, when you give God his first 10%, it teaches you and grows your what? Your faith. It's not about having more stuff, more money. We all got plenty of stuff. It's about It's about growing our faith. And let me tell you what tithing is. Tithing boils down to one word, trust. I trust that God will. That's just what it boils down to. Let me tell you what else tithing does. Tithing 
activates your what? 80% of us this weekend, in the name of Jesus, 80% of us could choose this weekend, I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to trust God. And if I don't have enough, I just don't have enough. But I'm putting God first. What would happen? We're talking about parting the Red Sea here, church. We're talking about getting out of the boat and walking on the water. We're talking about obedience to God. See, let me tell you what most church attenders do. Most church attenders, faith is a topic to discuss. It is not a way to live. So we get in small group and we talk about faith and miracles and believing God and walking on the water. And we leave and we walk by the flesh. Hebrews 11.6 says this. And without what? Without what? It is what? It is hard. It's, a, it's one way. It's impossible to please who? For he comes to him must believe that he is in his or reward of those who diligently seek him. Now, this is the deal. If you're born again, we all have some faith, right? And we all have some fear. The question is, which one's going to win in your life, in your home, in your checkbook, in your, in your budget, in your, in your home? Which one's going to win? In the area of generosity, the numbers don't lie. For most of us, and I love you, no guilt. I'm just trying to do, I, you notice I'm not jumping up and down, sweating and spitting and running and hollering. I'm trying to be as low-key as I know how to be with this message because I could throw a lot of guilt out. No guilt. The simple question is, well, see, we, we think faith is fat little angel naked babies and harps. <laughs> faith is obeying God regardless of the cost. So my question is this, church. How do we justify a lifestyle of financial disobedience to God? Do you, listen, I love you. Do you really want to stand before the bema seat of judgment as a believer when all the works, everything that you did with what God gave you since the day that you were saved is judged? Do you really want to stand there and say, well, I never gave because I didn't think you'd come through to the resurrected eyes of flaming fire, son of the living God? Is that really? Well, we all stand at the bema seat. Romans 14, 12. So then every one of us will give an account of himself, herself to God. All of us will. Now, let me tell you what. God loves to bless his kids. Gets God's desire to bless us. God loves to bless us. You want out of debt? Anybody want out of debt? You need heaven's help. So don't bonsai your belief or foil your faith because you won't trust God. I'm going to wrap it up with this thought. One of Satan's greatest weapons is what? Fear. Satan is not omnipotent. He's not all-powerful. He is not all-knowing, nor is he all-present. So what the devil does is fill us with fear about obeying God, and then he keeps us chained while he's not around. How about that? Chain. So we don't give, we don't serve, we don't witness. Why? Because we're full of fear. 
devil doesn't have to be around. He could be a million miles away. It doesn't matter because we're so filled with fear that we can't obey. We can't walk in victory. The church refuses to engage the culture. We refuse to, to share our faith with our family. Why? Because we're afraid. But in the name of Jesus, the Bible says you're an overcomer. You're the head and not the tail. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is alive in you. You have the Spirit of God and the fire of God and the anointing of God and the power of God and the blessing of God. We don't need to be afraid. We we are sons and daughters of God. We are highly favored and we are blessed, seated in spiritual places, blessed with all the blessings of heaven. But listen, our lack of faith blocks those blessings. Does that make sense? Remember when Jesus went home? The Bible says Jesus didn't do many miracles because of the lack of their what? Faith. See, the Red Sea is about to be parted right now. About to be parted right now. Hand me, hand me one of those cards right there. Thank you so much. <clears throat> the Red Sea is about to be parted because a big chunk of our family is about to get obedient. Biggest leap of history. Listen, the biggest leap of faith we've ever taken. Wasn't moving on the mountain when if we didn't have enough money, we were going to go bankrupt and belly up. That wasn't the, the biggest leap of faith is this weekend. I've never said this. I've never thought this until this weekend. But we're going to have half of the body that is not financially faithful to God is going to get financially faithful this weekend. The Spirit of God is touching you on the heart, and you are going to say yes to God this weekend, and you are going to Malachi 3.10. You are going to test God because you're going to give him the first part and not the last part, and you're going to watch God bless your family. You're going to watch God come through. You're going to watch God open doors. You're going to watch God open the windows of heaven and pour a blessing such that you cannot contain it. How many of you have ever been to a funeral? You ever heard him celebrate what people accumulate? He may, man, God saved five million dollars. Ever said that? You ever show it? Did you ever show pictures of all the trophies they won, all the degrees they got, all the ladders they climbed? Ever do that at a funeral? You know what we celebrate at a funeral? Generosity. Generosity. We make a we make a living by what we make, but we make a life by what we give of our time and our money. And so there's a card in your seat if you'd pull it out. On one side are some verses. Faith, promise, money back guarantee. If you will commit this weekend to give 10% of your income for a period of 90 days, at the end of 90 days, if you feel like your decision was a mistake and you are sorry you did it, we'll give all your money back. Now, I don't, listen, I don't know where you can have that. You ever been in church other than Faith Promise and heard that? We're the only ones crazy enough to do that. Money back guarantee, gift for 90 days. Now listen, that only goes for this 90 days. If in three years you're mad at me and you say, hey, you said I got my money back, you're not getting a dime, Jack. Hit the... <laughs> I'll just tell you, don't let the door, door hit you or the good Lord split. You're not getting Jack back. This is for people. <laughs> I'm losing them. This is for people who are, going to stand, who are going to stand up today by faith like you never have before. It's going to be almost like the day you stood up and got baptized. Man, and listen, so fill out the card. You can, on the other side, I commit to, uh, to give generosity. Some of you have never given. You're going to say, I'm going to be a beginner. The bulk of you, listen, I'm just going to go to three. If you're a believer, I'm just going to ask you to go to three. 
I'm going to start tithing. But a beginner, some of you will check, I've never given. Listen, if you're not a Christian, we don't, well, we do want your money. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's not about your money. Or if you're, maybe you're learning, you're putting God in your budget to a percentage, you're going to increase to a tithe. Are you just going to step up to the plate and say, I'm just going to trust God. I'm going, I'm all in. Man, I put all the chips in the middle. I'm an all-in risk-taking kind of guy. I'm all in. Or you're number four. You're already a tither, and you're going to go above that. We have people in this church that adjust their lifestyle so that they can get 15, 20, 30% of their income who are lavish givers. And so if you'll fill that card out, if you want to begin tithing, want the money-back guarantee, check the box, put your name, your email, and your phone number. And, and we will pray over you for the next 90 days. Now, if you want to get in on the classes, Sundays or weeknights, check that. Every campus, check that. And then put the, put the cards in the offering boxes. All, well, I'm just asking everybody to do the card. Everybody do the card. Let's everybody do the card. Put it in there and put in the offering box at every single campus. Now, let me ask you a question. What would happen? 20% of us already tithe, 80% of us don't. What if 50 more percent said we're going to tithe? 50% of us. I mean, we're already at 20. What if 50 more put us at 70% of us begin to be financially faithful? That we told money that it serves us while we serve God. That we begin to live out our faith. It's not a topic we talk about. It is a lifestyle that we live. You think God would change this church? I believe he would. Because he loves obedience. Revival rolls on the hills of obedient believers. Amen? Now, some of you at all of our campuses, listen, you're not a believer yet. And you, now you know what believers are supposed to, but you don't have a relationship with Jesus. You say, could somebody actually be saved after a tithing message? Listen, at the Spirit of God moving, I'd stand up and read the comics and people could get saved. It's not about my ability. It's what the Spirit of God does. And so there are people that are here that are right now thinking, man, I, I'm, I'm not a believer. Well, guess what? Heaven's open for business. <laughs> Woo! Come on. And so if you're ready to put all your faith and trust in Jesus, you're ready to have him forgive your sins and make him the Lord of your life, you're ready to turn to quit following the world, and you're ready to turn to follow him with every head bowed and eye closed, we're going to pray with you. Come on, faith promises. Pray this confessional prayer together. Dear Jesus, I know that I've sinned. And I am so sorry. Forgive me. Come into my heart and be my Lord. Help me walk by faith and honor you in every area of my life. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, give him some praise, would you? Man. Wow. Internet campus, you guys go to the chat room. You can fill out the communication card. There's somebody waiting to pray with you. We're stoked that you're on there. By the way, if you're on the internet and you've been on there, listen, you can give on the internet. Man, listen, it's amazing. When it's online, money comes from around the world, doesn't it? And we have people that go online and give. And man, we're thrilled. And so, but, but what I want you to do, Faith Promise, if you gave your heart to Jesus, Fill out the communication card, drop in the offering box, or go to the next steps area at any of our campuses. If you uh, want to fill this out, to take but a second, because we want to be able to pray. Now, listen, if you don't fill this out and you call me in 90 days and say, hey, I tithe and, and I want my money back, and there's no card. <laughs> you ever taken something back to get your money back and they say, do you have the? And you say, I don't know what they say. Hit the door. So fill the card out, 
This is what I believe. I believe God is going to grow our faith in a level he's never grown it before. I'm serious. I'm serious. I believe God's going to do a work. Holy Spirit of God. You, you have led us. We've been very simple. And Spirit of God, would you help people grow their faith? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. They've heard the word. And now, God, I pray for acts of obedience. I know there's sacrifice. God, there's people here on fixed income that make eight, ten, twelve thousand dollars a year that tithe. And God, I just pray that you'll bless them like you, like Jesus, like you saw the widow give the two mites. And Lord, we give out of obedience, but God, we give because we love you. And we want you to be first in all that we are. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, all right, there's pastors who pray with you. Be blessed. Be back next weekend. Bring somebody. We love you.